in three, two, one. Hi, this is Podcast 11. Uh, Chris Marchetti with Eagle Eye Selling. Those of you watching on our YouTube channel, welcome. Those of you listening to the podcast, uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, again, this is Podcast 11. This is Chris Marchetti with Eagle Eye Selling. We've now started to record these podcasts, so those who choose to watch it on YouTube can. So just a reminder, go on out to our YouTube channel, subscribe, spread the word. Uh, we're also on our website, eagleeyeselling.com. Uh, great information put out there. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. So please go ahead and register, uh, subscribe, give us likes, and spread the word. Uh, this is a website that every sales rep can, and, and entrepreneurs can learn from. We're going to be working together. Uh, aside from the podcast, as we mentioned, we're going to start to do interviews. Interviews with people who are leaders in their field, who are currently in sales and in management, they're entrepreneurs, they're trainers, that sort of thing. We're going to be interviewing individuals as well as me talking so we can all learn from each other. So today's topic is follow-up. So you've had your meeting with your prospect, with the company, and you went away with a to-do list, whether it was information that they have asked for, whether it's questions that you needed to get more specific answers on. When we talked earlier on other podcasts, we had mentioned that if, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Build the credibility, build rapport, because not all, not all sales reps are like that. In Eagle Eye Moment, selling above the trenches, easy one. Do what you say you're going to do. So as a follow-up, phone calls, emails, even personal letters work. If it's information you need to get back to them, again, you've, there's a list. Uh, you've also most likely given them things to do so they take ownership in the sales process. So you need to get commitment on when you're going to get back to them and when they're going to get back to you so you've closed them on the next step in that meeting. So now you're following up. So always in your follow-ups, obviously, thank you for the time. I look forward to working through the process here. Here's the information we discussed. Or can we set a phone call to discuss the information? Anytime I can get them on the phone and have a conversation, that's better. It's going to build us, build a rapport. And then we can send them the actual material after we talk or as we talk. The other thing I like to do is send out personal thank you notes. No one nowadays actually handwrites, handwrites thank you notes. There's no reason why. It's not out of date. People will appreciate the extra time you've taken. So get out some letterhead, get out a piece of paper, a, a thank you note card uh, with your business card in there, your information, thanking them for the time that they gave you and send that off. Especially if you met with one of the big decision makers or the decision maker. If you're sending them an email, you want to have a professional email sent out to them. So don't rush it and get it on. Write your email. Reread it. If it's important to where it's, it's a business owner or the main decision maker, uh, reread it again or maybe have one of your counterparts uh, read it to give you some suggestions. And you want to make sure you have exactly the information that you had agreed upon. So this is all part of the closing process. And good follow-up really will double your closing ratio. I, I just see that the, the reps that are really successful have professional follow-up and are consistent with follow-up. 
it's really how the sales process is nurtured and how it keeps moving through that process. It keeps you on, on your prospect's mind. And that way they're thinking about you. They, they don't forget who you are. It really does require persistence and it should not be confused with being bothersome. You're not bothering somebody. If you have a reason to get back with them and you're handling it in a professional manner, it's not bothersome. And anything, it, it's, it helps them out. Okay, they'll appreciate it. You're always going to get agreement on the next step and when to contact them. So really, it should never end. The pace may slow, but you know then a new type of follow-up really begins. So make sure you're also taking detailed notes on what was discussed, not just in that meeting, but in your conversation. So you can always refer back to that because you're, you're dealing with several, you know, in your pipeline, you're dealing with several other companies and people, and, and you don't want to forget what you've talked about. So make sure you're taking notes and feed off of your notes and read off of your notes prior to calling them back. And also while you're, while you're talking to them on the phone, have it open. So prepare, be prepared. Have your questions written down. Ask smart questions. It, it shows them that you've done homework, that you've done research, you've been thinking about them. So ask smart questions during the conversation. If there's something that you want to go a little bit deeper into at the, at the meeting, maybe it wasn't appropriate to go into it, a phone call might. And again, you may be dealing with different people within the organization, or it may be a, a one-man ownership that you're dealing with. Asking questions is, is a perfect, perfect reason to get back to them. It, it gets you deeper into their, into their situation. Again, you're building rapport, and they're, and they're talking about their issues, and, and you're, able to, you're showing that you're able to help them out. The other thing is use like Google Sites to alert you if your prospects or the companies make news. You know, they make press releases. They put out new announcements all the time. So add that company or that person to your watch list. So when you do get a hit and it says that they did something or their company did something, you can give them a call or send them an email to congratulate them. And again, it shows that you're involved with them and you care about them. I talked before about a handwritten thank you note combined with, you know, a well-timed email. A handwritten card shows that you really took the time to communicate and you have that human touch. People are getting away from that now because they want to be quick and emails are easy way to do that. So a handwritten note, again, is going to separate you from, from other people. When you're having a conversation as a follow-up, always close for, the, again, we're always closing for the next for the next, for the next. So always close after you've talked to them about what what the next step is on their side, what the next step on your side. If you can get get buy-in on a day and, and a set appointment, great. And um, just make sure that they're buying into it. They're doing, uh, they're taking ownership as well. Get them on your mailing list. If your company has a mailing list or you personally have a mailing list, you want to get them on your list. So that, so that future marketing and future information comes to them. When you're sending out emails or, or, or even making phone calls, you know, hey, I want to follow up. We, we want to make the call or the email really about them. You don't want to make it about you. The sign above their head should, should be, make me feel special today. You're calling them to help them out. Okay, if you need something, you also need to have something that they 
that um, they can benefit from as well. One thing that people don't always like to talk about or don't always do is, you know, let's say the follow-up is after a no or after a rejection. Hopefully it doesn't happen too often, but everyone loses deals and, and things happen. It's always great to have a follow-up. I think it's good to have a relationship with them, even if they tell you no. A couple reasons. One is, I always try to find out maybe why they picked someone else over me or instead of my solution or company or whatever. So it's a learning. But also, too, if you have a good relationship with them, especially if maybe they're, they're a small business owner and for some reason they didn't go with you, but you have a relationship with them, they may refer you to other, other places and other companies that, where, you, where, they, where they will buy your business. So they can maybe lead you to other people. You don't want to leave them with a bad taste in their mouth, win or lose. So they'll remember you. So always still follow up and persevere after, even if it is a no. It's an education for you. It's, it's always still possibility for, for additional business. Always get permission to call back. I always do that in meetings, ask, is it okay if I call you? Especially if you initially are talking with, Maybe a, I don't know, a CIO or um, a manager and he or she wants you to work with someone on their team. I always say, hey, is it, is it okay to, you know, give you a call and kind of update you on how things are going or seeing if you have any questions along the way. So always get buy-in to be able to call them, to call them back. That's great for two reasons. One is you keep that direct line with them. All right, and you're building rapport. Again, they're remembering you. The second thing is the person that, that you're asked to deal with isn't um, being the champion that you need to be or isn't as responsive. You have every reason to go back to that original person and say, hey, I just wanted to follow up with you, see if you had any additional questions. What, what more can we do to help you out? I'm dealing with Mike, but I also did want to ask you the same questions. If handled correctly, you're never going to lose a sale because of persistence. You should never feel desperate following up. It's just a conversation. You do it very professionally and you always have a reason for the call. A deal's not going to fall through because you followed up, because you're persistent. If they say that's why, maybe because you annoyed them or you, you followed up too much and they didn't want to deal with you, they, a, they weren't going to buy from you anyway. B, there, there, there's, there's another reason beneath that. Hopefully you can find out what that reason is. But um, I'll tell you, persistence is the key in, in sales and building rapport. And again, following up and doing what you say you're going to do. I hope this was helpful to you. You know, go out to our YouTube site. Go out to our website, EagleEyeSelling.com and register. Spread the word. Like us, share us. Uh, give us feedback on, on your thoughts, how we can improve this. Who Are you someone who we can interview? Are you successful in sales and management? Are you a speaker? Are you a sales trainer? We want to get we want to get our interviews going and get those posted to the website. Our website's going to be growing quite a bit. We're going to be adding some documents to it, some, some recommended reading books. Go out and register on our site. I have an ebook up there that, that's easy reading. That's, that's great information. Go ahead and tell us what your struggle is, what you'd like to hear more about. Uh, until then, good selling. <laughs>